I thought we were just yelling about being mermaids trapped on land. <laughs> Are sirens mermaids? Yeah. I'm, but they don't have tails. Yes, they do. What? Sirens and mermaids are synonymous. No, no, no. No, I don't yeah. think that's true. I beg to disagree. I am both, and they are both, and that is what we are. And we are just luring men and trapping them to their death with our song, or we're just very hot. I don't know. So we're mid-30s. We're all single. We've all been thoroughly disappointed by the men in our lives. None of us have achieved our career goals. Um, <laughs> We're so successful. <laughs> we live in different cities. Yes. And we're super hot. <laughs> we're super hot. <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do now? I'm lying down. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm sitting up. Yeah, I'm sitting up too. It's unfortunate. I'm half, I'm reclining like a Renaissance painting. Yes. Yes. Supine. You always look like a Renaissance painting, Nina, actually. <laughs> Thank you. It's yeah. my nose. I'm a Botticelli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so Shrieking Sirens week four. We've made it to a month. Yay. We, we have some new listeners, which are really exciting. I'm really excited about that. Thank you, new listeners. We love you. Yeah, we love you. That's so cool. Is it too soon to say that? I meant to say um, we like you, kind of, but like <laughs> not too much, but just like we just want to hang out a little bit more, you know? Like We, we need to get to know you. Keep spending time together. No pressure. You know, we're cool. We're fun. It's very low-key casual, and I don't want to put a label on it, but I really enjoy your company so far. So it's been nice. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Um, what else? What's been going on this week? I think I'm breaking down backwards. What does that mean? It's like I'm falling into old weird pattern shit or I'm just, I've like hit a point in my evolving where it's, I'm not evolving anymore. I've, You're devolving. I've hit my wall. I'm devolving and uh, I'm really frustrated and I'm really <sighs> tired and I need some help, you guys. Would you like to give us an example? Yeah. So I've been doing this thing for the past almost year, ever since I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. And um, I keep meeting these nice dudes online and uh, dating them. And I have, like the first date is good and I'm feeling it. I get a little bit drunky and I'm having fun and we get a little kissy and that's nice. And then I leave and I'm like into it but not super into it and I like them but I'm not sure and I'm not super attracted to them and then I'm like okay Nina you got a little drunky like you have to go out you, you have to meet them again and and both of you are like go out on another date we like him he sounds nice he sounds like he will treat you nicely and my therapist is like you have to keep seeing them and then I keep going out with them and the more I hang out with them the more I'm not attracted to them and I don't like them at all and I feel really stuck and I'm not using my words and I keep kissing them, but I don't want to be, I just want to get away from them. And I feel really, really guilty about that. And then I feel broken about feeling guilty because technically they are very, very lovely people. They're just not people who turn me on and get me going. And I feel like if I keep playing them, that's mean and rude. And if I stop dating them, it's mean and rude. And I, I just don't really know what to do. I don't know how to go forward. Well, I think there's a couple things going on that are good to think about. Like, I also try to give nice guys a chance. Not the ones that I know, like, right away I'm not attracted to. But if I feel like, you know, kind of on the fence or attracted or have a nice time and they seem like a nice person, I'll always go out with them again. Um, 
And most of the time, the same thing happens. The next date will fall flat or, like, the third date will kind of fall flat and I just realize I'm not into it. Um, but once in a while, I've gone out with those people and it's turned into something nicer and more substantial. Um, and I think that just goes to the fact that when you're openly getting to know people without, like, all the game playing and the narcissism and, like, the passion, it's just, like, most people you won't like. If you liked everyone that liked you, you would have a thousand boyfriends at this point. <laughs> like, it'd be crazy. We can't like everybody. We can't be a match with everybody. Um, so I don't think we should feel bad. I think it's good to give people a chance and get to know them. But once you feel that, like, oh, no, I'm just not into this person, listen to that. That's your body telling you, your, your, your gut telling you it's not the right fit for you. And I don't think feeling guilty about it is going to help you or the process at all. We cannot change who we're attracted to. You know, we can try to make better decisions about who we're attracted to, but we can't change it fundamentally. And it's hard to meet a nice person who you actually really like and connect with and will continue to connect with date after date after date. Yeah. I keep feeling like I'm meeting all these wonderful friends. For me, they're friends. And then the guys, like, I can tell how much they're into me and, and they want me sexually and I don't have those matching feelings for them. But the guys that I am super attracted to and I have those feelings for, they don't want anything to do with me or they treat me like shit or they string me along. And it's such an unbalanced feeling. And that's why I think I feel guilty. I'm like, well, this guy is, is wonderful in so many ways. Like, why can't I like him? Well, for the, for the nice guys, have you tried just going out and just not doing anything physical on the first date or two so you can like give yourself a chance to more emotionally connect before anything physical starts to happen yeah Lauren, that's impossible we all know that's impossible <laughs> it's not impossible yes it is <laughs> I mean, when I say I get a little kissy, that's that's all I do. I we we kiss or we make out for a little bit. It's not it's not like we're fooling around. It's not like I'm sleeping with them. It's very very to me <laughs> chaste and and um and like it's nice. The first time I kiss them, it's nice, and I'm like, okay, that wasn't terrible or that was nice, but it's never sparkly, and I want sparkly, and it doesn't get more sparkly. Do you think, see, I sometimes think if it's too sparkly in the beginning, that's like a recipe for disaster down the road. Like sometimes when I've given myself the chance to get to know someone that maybe at first it didn't, wasn't, I wasn't on fire for them. Um, but when it, when it, when a connection has grown, then the sparkles kind of start, I don't know, later on when I start to get to know the person, but it's very rare. Like most of the time. My gut instinct about attraction is, is I don't wouldn't say correct, but like is not going anywhere. Like if right. I'm not that into the person on the first date, I'm not going to be into them on the third date. It's going to get worse. But maybe two percent of the time, something does develop with that person, and those have been some of my nicer, uh, like little relationships. I don't know if you can call them relationships, but like the nicer guys that I've experiences I've had dating have been with that two percent as opposed to the assholes that like I'm normally drawn to and just make me like a crazy person for <laughs> however long I'm with them. But I don't want a nice little relationship. I don't want that. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a really, really strong physical, emotional, sexual, mental connection. I want all of it. And because I settled in my last relationship and my sex pleasure was so uh, diminished and, and not catered to, like, I can't afford to do that again. I don't, I don't have the heart or the energy, but then I feel so bad about possibly letting these guys down or hurting their feelings. Cause they're not bad. They're, they're wonderful. They're just maybe wonderful for someone else and not me. And what That's I'm doing isn't fair. working. Well, it just, it takes time. And it's only been a year that you've been back in the game and meeting people. So it just takes time to keep meeting more people until you get to the one person that you have all those things that you're looking for with 
or at least like we'll say eight out of ten of them yeah yeah most people you meet you're not gonna it's not gonna be a match whether it's because they're unavailable and you like them or because you're unavailable and they like you it's just or you're not into them like it's just not gonna be a match it takes it takes like I don't know how many dates and also you know you might we I think we draw the people to us or we resonate with the people uh, that we're ready for in that moment and I know I know that you want a relationship I also want one but I think like maybe even though I wanted one especially last year when I definitely was not ready for one um I just like I wanted it my 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 heart wanted it but like I wasn't ready and so I was kind of getting involved with like these varying levels of crazy men um we need to stop saying crazy okay what's a better word damage damaged emotionally damaged right and we're all kind of emotionally damaged totally but I don't like saying crazy anymore I think it's really reductive and it encompasses too much of how we talk about each other and treat each other and we're not okay well I'll say like emotionally unavailable um damaged uh yeah, and yeah, and I think Lauren's exactly right that I think you should be giving the nice guys a chance, but not be not be beating yourself up when you're not interested in them. Because eventually you will meet a nice guy that you're interested in. Like but it it could it could be like one in a thousand. Yeah, it happens. It just takes a long time and it's very rare. And shaming yourself won't get you there any faster. Like, we have to be okay with our decisions. Since when did, since when did any guy apologize for not being attra- into us? Like, since when did they sit up at night thinking about that? Like, oh, I'm going to hurt this person's feelings so bad. They don't care. They love it. They love saying that. It's like their yeah. favorite thing to do to be like, I'm sorry, I just don't want this. <laughs> Whatever. It's brutal. It's brutal out there, and I hate to feel like I'm part of the reason that someone feels like it's brutal out there. That doesn't seem right and fair, and that's what I have so much guilt about. You do it because you're empathizing, because you know how it feels for you, and you don't like it, but it just it's something that happens, and you can't beat yourself up about it either. Yeah, and it's it's nicer to be honest when you realize like you give someone a date, two dates, three dates, and you realize like it's just not gonna ha- happen for you. It's like much nicer and kinder for you just to say that, because so otherwise you become someone that's right. you know stringing someone along for no reason. Or tell telling instead of just ghosting too, which is a big phenomenon. My goal is to be like much more honest with myself, uh, with how I'm feeling in any given moment with any given person, and not to judge myself for it. Like whatever I'm feeling with that person are my feelings and they are okay, whether my brain agrees with me or not, you know? I can talk myself in and out of feelings really easily or tell myself that I should be feeling one way or should be feeling another way. And that's really damaging because then I'm not living like my life authentically and I'm I'm kind of boxing myself in and then I get really like weird and resentful and all these things come out kind of sideways and I'll get overwhelmed and I'll feel like gross and I don't want to do that I want to be in control of my life and what I'm feeling and if that means I like someone that means I like someone if it means I don't like someone don't want to spend time with them for whatever reason that's my just gonna do it no more feeling bad no more self-shame yeah And it's so funny because, you know, we have this podcast, we talk all the time, we are so honest and authentic with each other about stuff that's going on in our dating lives. And like, Lauren can say X, Y, and Z, Sarah, you can say X, Y, and Z, and I'll just shut it down. I'll be like, no, that's not good. Why would you do that? Why would you put up with that? And then I can't even turn around and do the same thing for myself. And that that just seems so antithetic to what it is we're trying to promote in discussions with our listeners and with each other. And I really just, I really just want to get there. Well, the first, first step is recognizing it about yourself and what you're doing, which you you are doing. So now you're at a point where you can address these issues that you've had and will grow from it. Thank you. And it's always easier to give other people advice. 
That's one of the easiest things to do. We can all say like, hey, that sounds like a dysfunctional situation. You shouldn't do that. And then in our own lives, we do yeah. a million dysfunctional things. Do as I say, not as I do. I mean, some things I have issues with is I know I'm aware enough to know every time I'm doing something completely dysfunctional and like, um, that's a bad idea. So then I like beat myself up for making the decisions I know I'm going to make anyways, because it's how I'm feeling and I can't like stop myself. And that's not a good pattern either. I think it would just have to come ah. to a place. Oh, what happened? Oh my God. I don't even know. Hold on. I'm pausing. Okay. What the f okay. Okay. Oh my God. Something just fell on my head. Is there what a ghost the in your apartment? Fuck. Oh my God. What the fuck? What was it? Can we replay the Google? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> Something just hit me. I saw it too. That's I weird. What was yeah. that? I don't what know. I don't know. I couldn't see it. Could you hit see it? my one? head. I, it was something. Was it maybe a moth or something flying? No, it hurt. It like hit me. Oh. Hit me hard. Is it a piece no. of the ceiling? I don't know. Well, what's your ceiling? Maybe it was like? Cupid. Hitting, <laughs> <laughs> hitting you with his arrow in the your head. What was that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you guys see something that hit my head? Yeah, but it was too fast. Yeah, it was super oh fast, God. and then your reaction was very quick. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure there's a ghost in your apartment, though. He was like, hey, wake up. Stop yeah. feel feeling guilty. Maybe it was helping you. Maybe it was your spirit guide. Oh, my God. Well, my spirit guide literally just walked me on the head and was like, wake the fuck up, bitch. They were like, you stupid. <laughs> wow. Good. It's a no-nonsense spirit guide. I am really scared. <laughs> it's okay, we're watching. If anything happens, we'll, we'll hang up and call the 911 for you. I might have just peed a little bit. <laughs> Whew, okay, I'm not crying. Are you okay, Nina? I'm not crying at all. <laughs> wow. You can cry. This is a safe space. Yes, let it out. That really scared me. <laughs> I mean, that's that literally out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And I don't have pants on, so I can't <laughs> put my phone down and find it. I'm sure you're fine. <sighs> well, our listeners just got a whole lot of me. Let's give Nina a moment to recover. <laughs> Lauren, you've... You've never talked about your damage. What's your damage? Are you perfect? No, I'm definitely not perfect. I mean, I have, like, I have mommy issues. That's what I have. That's all my damage. Oh. It's so like, does that not impact? Do you find it then impacts your female friendships rather than your dating? No, I've just, I'm very, very, very picky and selective about the people that I'll let into my life and I will also let go of people who are toxic and bad for me which this was something I dealt with at in my I think early teens preteen age and I guess I was lucky enough and insightful enough to realize that these people were bad so I was able to break those bad friendships and find mm -hmm. healthier friendships that were more supportive and functional. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've actually been really lucky to have had, um, always had a good group of female friends. And so that's good. Yeah. So you got your, your issues kind of squared away and, middle in high school sort of i mean i uh, it was many years of introspection i suppose and i'm blanking. i know why lauren's damaged why why because you're because you're so set in your ways i am you are completely inflexible <laughs> for oh. being a dancer you are emotionally inflexible i am that's my scorpio Ooh. Nina with the real talk. All right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get her because 
She has to own up to that. That's not that's not false. No, I'm not going to disagree with that. I've been called out on that earlier today, actually. <laughs> you were called out on that already? Uh-huh. Well, because it's true. <laughs> so that's why that's why it takes me um to get past like the second or third date is because I am in my ways and if the other person's not willing to deal with that, then it doesn't really move on so you just you come in from the first second you're like this is me these are these are my standards and my rules and if you don't like it then like just get away from me or or they're or they're like get away from me either way (laughs) but that means when you when you do meet someone you like they'll be probably like a good fit for you because they have to be right so that's why my relationships are so few and far between so well, what happened with your ex? Like, what was, what were you drawn to? Did he trick you? Trick me? How? I mean, like, no, we were both, like, mutually attracted to each other. We both shared common friend groups. And we were both very similar people, actually. And both, like, emotionally um, distrustful and set in our ways. So that's why it eventually ended Oh, you think you're too similar. Yeah. You know, my dad always said people's first relationships, they usually gravitate towards someone very similar to themselves. And then as they get wiser with experience, they go for an opposite. Yeah. Which is maybe what I'm doing now. Good. Excellent. I don't even know what my opposite looks like, but I'm terrified of that. How weird must that person be in, like, the opposite way? It's like the Sarah upside down. Like, their butt feels everything, first of all. <laughs> Very sensitive tushy. I guess when you find somebody with the sensitive tushy, you need to hone on to that and be like, you, okay, let's get to know each other now. You have the overly sensitive tushy to go along with my underly sensitive tushy. Yeah. Yeah. Nina, are you doing better now? Yeah, I'm laughing again. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, I've, good. I've just had like a very strange day and I'm, tr- I'm trying. <laughs> Processing through it. I'm We're proud trying. of you. We're proud of you. We I'm love you. I'm yes. trying really hard to keep it together. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah, and laughing, I guess, is, is helping. So yeah. thank you. Well, and also... Also, you know what, Lauren, I really admire because um, we've, we went through, through some hard times in our friendship. Oh, yeah. Really... It, it was basically our entire friendship. You were with me yeah. through my breakup, and then I was like, yeah, through yours. We beco- both became re single together. Yeah. And but Lauren, separately. Lauren took a lot of responsibility for, for feelings, and, and she went to therapy. Probably because I told her to. <laughs> you did. You're like, I can't deal with you like this anymore. You're a mess. Go. It's like, you're right. And now look at us and look at you. Like, I'm so proud of you. You can talk about your feelings now. And you, you progress so much in the past year and a half just by doing that one small change. And I get really excited when, when people do that for themselves because it only opens up a world where you're going to get the things that you deserve and that you want and not just be repeating a same sadness over and over again. Yeah. And that's something that we all have to realize too. We're the only person that can do that for ourselves. So we have to let ourselves want to and be willing to improve ourselves. It is hard. It is hard to do. On one hand, I think my whole life I've been trying to improve myself because um, for the listeners that don't know me, I was raised by a child psychiatrist, which means that like you're always, I was always being analyzed and told that like I can not only change my own feelings, but change other people. It's all messed up. Um, So part of my evolution of improvement is like trying, is like accepting myself for what I am and not seeing myself as just something that like constantly needs to do better, be better, like be more evolved. Change. Yeah. Right. Like not controlling every emotional response I have because I think, oh no, there can be a more productive emotion here than what I'm feeling. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, it's really interesting for me. It's like my whole life has been this journey of self-improvement, but the self-improvement was keeping me super depressed and feeling like not good enough and inadequate. And um, now I'm breaking out of that and just being like, I'm me. That's all we can be. We're just who we are. And like, we have to accept that first. That's the first step. Exactly. And And I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like from knowing Sarah at such a young age, when we were, we met when we were five and knowing Sarah now and seeing Sarah in between, like she's kind of come back to who she was as a five-year-old. And I too think I've come back to who I was at a fi- at like a five-year-old, seven-year-old level. And we were just so creative and so funny and in our own little worlds of kook and she's stubborn as hell I was sensitive as fuck but like it all works and I think we've both kind of come back to that very true place of who we are as people and it's so fun (laughs) to to see that and to watch that and like however we're fucked up and whatever we've been through and everything that we've grown from I think we grew back into those really creative free uninhibited on the children authentic selves authentic selves but as adults but that spirit that we had when we met it's so much more out in the open again and i love that about us yeah me too i think i think in your teens and 20s it's like you you spend your time trying to become someone that you think you're supposed to become and then you realize in your 30s at some point if you don't have kids especially to distract you from yourself um that that person you were trying to become isn't making you happy. Like you haven't solved all you, you haven't, you, you're not living happily ever after like you thought you would. So then it's about, yeah, coming back to who you are and accepting that and realizing that's where happiness comes from. Yeah. Good yeah. for us. Agreed. Yay. Good job. Good job. <laughs> we'll just pat ourselves on the back for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Now it is time for our favorite segment of people who can't do give advice. So today, um, I think Nina has the question for us. So Nina, take it away. Okay. Uh, This question comes from a wonderful person I'm going to call Crystal. And Crystal is married. They have a child. And uh, Crystal is wondering from us. Her question is, what are some ways to get your sexual partner to be better at giving you pleasure? Which is a really heavy, loaded, intense question. Yeah. I have some questions I don't know that you know the answer to. Well, let's try. But um, how old is Crystal's child? He's around four. Okay, so she's... Okay, so it's not like a new, new, new baby. Um, And... Did Crystal's sex life change, like, from before the baby to after the baby? Yes. She Um, really loved having sex with her partner when they first got together, and they have a hot sexual connection when he can tune into her. But she says that lately he's been very, very selfish and just kind of used sex as her wifely duty in a way. It's like this very old-school he kind of just demands it and it's not about her pleasure and her time and it, it's on his schedule and he's, he's not always there for her. And so I think she's having a difficult time communicating a lot of things, but she knows that they can have really good sex. It's just about maybe wanting some more advice from us, how we would ask for it and give her some creative solutions so uh, she can feel a little more empowered to use her words. That's tough, though, because I feel like this is kind of, you know, is tied into clearly issues they're going through, deeper issues they're going through in their relationship and in their marriage that I feel like would have to be on the table. Sounds like their intimacy level is low and respect is low. You know, another thing I remember my dad saying is that like something that can happen when you have kids is like the the men get jealous of all the attention that the kids are getting and so they kind of start becoming more childish and demanding and like babies themselves because 
they're basically like competing with their child a little bit for the mom's attention. Um, I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So it could be something like, I don't know what her life is like or what, but maybe the, maybe the parents need to do a better job of just taking time non-sexually first, like going on dates and taking time for themselves so they can, you know, feel that connection again, just emotionally first and reconnect, like, um, you know, have a weekly date night where they go to dinner and go for drinks or go to a movie or just do something just one-on-one fun, get a babysitter. They can afford it. Um, so it sounds like they need to reconnect as individuals and grownups, um, away from their child. Lauren, what would you do in this situation? I mean, I agree with Sarah's advice. It's re rekindling that intimacy in their relationship and their, then their sex life will also evolve from there. Cause it sounds like she's also, um, not comfortable verbally communicating with him about that at this point because she probably feels he feels neglected or she feels neglected somebody like it's yeah reconnecting as a couple and re getting to the place that they were before their child it's like and also he needs to understand that he is no longer her number one priority anymore the child is that's just how it happens right i mean he might not even be aware that that's what's happening like it might be a subconscious i'm i'm sure he's not but that's just is the reality of it though another idea i have is maybe taking sex off the table for a little while and just doing like foreplay um where they're not Maybe they could even do like oral sex, but like no penetrative sex. So they have to be a little bit more creative in how they fool around with each other. So you can't just go right to like penis vagina intercourse, like bam, 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 and then like be done with it. Um, So she could talk to him about that, saying that, you know, it's not working for her at the moment. She wants to like have more fun again and explore each other and be like they were in the old days and just make out and fool around and maybe bring up old memories and be like, wasn't it fun when we used to do this and that together? And, you know, that, those kinds of things. The sticking point for me in all of this is that he expects sex and he wants us a kind of sex that is mainly for his enjoyment and pleasure and isn't really about her at all. And I think she just feels like, a body and not present and then she's being used yeah and you know because they have no time and because i think they get interrupted by their kid a lot they have to be very strategic about how and when they have sex and it's kind of on a on a time watch stopwatch and um, do they have financial means no like are they no no okay i mean I'm sure they could swing a sitter if if their relationship needs it, and I think it does. And um, I just I I I feel for her knowing that he just expects a lot of these very like traditional husband things, and that's not her. And we're both very creative. We're both into our own thing and I relate to her on that level of like not wanting to just give in to the man's needs because as a feminist and as a empowered woman like that's not what we want to do all the time or ever no and nobody wants to feel like they're expected to have no one should ever be having sex because they feel like it's expected of them I mean I know that happens in a long-term relationship and sometimes you phone it in not naive but that can get really destructive and take away like all sexual desire like you want to feel like you want to have sex and the person's inspiring you to sleep with and she doesn't want to become resentful of him either because that'll end up probably ultimately in divorce yeah 
I mean, I, if I were her, I would talk to him and just be, and, and really take sex off the table until they can reconnect emotionally and rediscover each other's pleasure, like physically with each other without having sex. So it's not, the homework is not like you have to sleep with your husband, but actually like you guys have to like fool around and get each other off just using your fingers. And then one day using your mouths and, you know, or like turn each other on to the point where you're like, about to explode, you know, like make little like assignments for yourself, how to reconnect physically and do all the fun things. Um, it might have to be like a discussion she has with him about how she's not enjoying this dynamic that's emerged and she wants to change it and, uh, have really like fun sex again. So how, how would you suggest that she breach this topic and this conversation like not knowing how he might react to it like hopefully he'll be open-minded but chances are he might not be I mean if he gets super mad and he can't even talk about it on those levels then then it's time to say like okay we need to go to a couples therapist I agree I agree I think I think it's not the root of the issue of what's going on and again I I know a lot like I almost know too much and and that's, you know, just us and our relationship and we confide in each other. But um, it's definitely a, a big symptom of what's going on. And I'm just thinking from my perspective, being in a relationship for the four and a half years that I was in one and being sexually pretty unsatisfied or miserable for most <laughs> of it and yeah. not and not getting what I wanted and specifically laying out what I wanted, teaching what I wanted, showing what I wanted, using all my words, using all my tricks. Like I still wasn't getting the pleasure that I deserved, wanted, or is communicating or advocating for myself. And I've, I've been there. I, that really resonates hard for me. And it became so bad that I just stopped even having, even wanting to have sex. And it became really, really painful for me. And it had a physical manifestation out of a mental anguish and I don't ever want anyone to suffer from that because it's, it's miserable and it's terrible. And I don't want that to be what her body is going to do in that reaction because her brain is already kind of there. It's already there. Yeah. Well, I think the good hope for her is that they, they used to have good sex. Right. So it is right. possible for them. It's not a matter of just like, um, and so they can get back there uh, and maybe even make it better. You know, maybe ev- marriages go through like really hard times and, and usually those hard times are do have a sexual element that manifests to them. Um, so, you know, maybe it's that they need couples therapy and they just need a place they can communicate about these thing, these issues that are breaking down in their relationship. She should absolutely not have sex with him, though, if it's making her unhappy and resenting him. Like, she does not need to do that. That is not her duty. And maybe if she... So I realized really... I think that would be my first step, saying, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have sex with you again until we can, like, find a way to, like, improve our intimacy or improve that. You know, whatever it is that she wants that she's not getting. Not, like, an ultimatum. It'd be, like, I'm not happy and I don't want to have sex with you in that energy place. So I want to get back to a place where I'm in the fun, sexy, flirty energy place. And these are the steps I would like to try to get us there. Uh, And then see what he has to say. Like he must have views and thoughts and feelings about it too. And try to listen to him without judgment. Like just let him, let him communicate what he's feeling, get it out there. Even if some of it's awful and, you know, really kind of unwoke and un-PC, uh, you know, hear him out and read between the lines a little bit, you know, if it's, it, it might just be that they're not spending enough time together like, as grown-ups or, you know, maybe they, maybe their four-year-old needs a little more boundaries so they can have more alone time. Like at four, you should be able to have Kids should some... not be in the bedroom. Right. Like you shouldn't be getting interrupted all the time. They should be sleeping through the night at least and Yeah. But therapy, a couple's therapy. I think that's yeah. what it's always going to go back to if it's if it's something of this great, uh, I don't know, 
what word am I thinking of? A disparity. If it's this great a disparity, it has to be a symptom of many other things going on under the surface too. And yeah. Right. Uh, and we can give you our advice, but mainly it's going to be the communication has to improve if you want your sex to improve or go back to where it started from. Right. And in that environment, there's a moderator to um, help facilitate the discussion. Right. Exactly. I want to go to couples therapy and I don't even have a boyfriend. I just want to <laughs> go. I'll go with you. It might be that like he needs therapy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I won't name any names, but I have a couple that I'm close to where they went to couples therapy mainly because the man just was having a hard time in his life and needed therapy. So they started a couples therapy. The woman was already in, had her own therapist. And then, and then they only went to couples therapy for a little bit before he got his own therapist. And that kind of um, helped things, fixed what, what he needed to fix on his side. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. I think sex is like the weather vane in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, when it starts going south, it's usually there's a lot of other underlying issues going on. Agreed. Um, so that's good. Do we have any more thoughts on that? Do we want to wrap up the question? Crystal, you, you gotta, you gotta start talking. You can't freeze it inside anymore. You cannot hold it inside. The more you hold your feelings inside, the more your orgasms will stay inside you too. <laughs> <laughs> We need all of those we can get right now. We need all the orgasms out in the world. Think of all that positive energy you'd be putting out there. It would be like countering all this like negativity and Trump and the white supremacists. We can like undo it all with like all having as many orgasms as possible. Heal the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like that song. <laughs> No. It's probably not allowed to sing it because of uh There's some copyright royalties. issues, but also I hate, yeah. I just hate that song. So I was gonna put orgasms into it though. No. Nope. You can do that in the notes. <laughs> Show notes. Show notes. Sarah's song. Okay. All right. Okay, so that was a great question. And now on to our final topic, which we thought today, um, if anyone that follows us on Facebook and everyone should follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, shrieking sirens, shrieking sirens. Our large Twitter is sirens shrieking because somebody had shrieking sirens. I don't know who has it. I mean, but you control that person, but whatever. Okay. Well, uh, there was a question about what like good date outfits would be. And, um, for those of you who don't know this, Nina and Lauren are both like, fashion uh, aficionados. I am not. Don't ask my opinion on what you should wear. Um, and Lauren has like all these pictures of like amazing outfits and the types of outfits you should wear on Facebook. So if you want to see those and you get to see pretty pictures of Lauren as well, um, go check it out. Those my um, my top model learning experience is coming to light. <laughs> How to pose for a photo. Well, you have the figure for it. So, yeah, that was one uh, One of Nina's other friends was asking what some first date suggestions should be. And I'm like, I, I will show you. I have lots of outfits to put together. <laughs> and I think the best way to start with that is dressing comfortable and not showing off too much, but just hinting at a little bit, like just a little bit of skin strategically, nothing. Okay, I'm going to jump in there because I like to show a lot of cleavage, but go on. Otherwise, I agree. Okay, so if you're going to do that, if you're going to show cleavage, wear pants for our first date. Or if you're going to wear a little skirt, do something that's like higher cut on the neck, you know, give a, just give, give a little bit. You got to balance you it. You don't have to give away the whole farm yeah. at once. As I like to give away the whole farm at once. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> we are not animals. We are not a farm. We're, we're women. It's just, it's just our bodies. But I do agree. I think that if you're going to show one thing, just 
focus on whatever it is you want to show. And then the rest can be about like creatively uh, and subtly accentuating other parts, but really having one focal point. Men and our and dates are usually pretty visual, but it's a lot when you have crazy shoes and you're showing thigh and boobies and stomach and neck. It's It's almost too much. So it's almost... I think sexier when it's one or two focal points. Leave something to the imagination. A little mystery is sexy. But I think I look the best naked. So I try to get as close to that as possible. <laughs> well, they don't. They they can learn that after the date goes well. They don't have to know that as soon as you walk through the door and be like, hey. But if they don't know it in advance, they won't want to go out with me again, Lauren. That's, that's so untrue. That's, I know. That's I have so anti feminist yeah. of you to say that. <laughs> I'm so backwards. You're more backwards than but I am. I really think I'm like always going to be disappointing my dates when they meet me. And so. Oh, I'm, I get disappointed when a dude finally sees my boobs and doesn't fall over with joy. Me and too. Like when, when they're nonchalant about it. That's when I feel the worst. I got really accustomed to like when when they first saw me undress, like like a moment of silence of like shock and awe, and <laughs> and like a moment of respect and yeah, appreciation. Yeah, like kind of speechless, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then like the past couple people, like that hasn't happened, and I'm it's like I like unveil like a present, I like unveil it, and I'm like waiting for my my moment, and then it's just like nothing, nothing. I'm like, wait, what happened? Did you not see them? That's do rude. Need, Get away from do them. Do you need to see them Don't again? Touch do we them. have to have like our unveiling again? Let me come back out of the bathroom one more time. <laughs> Hold on. Stay there. We're going to do this again. Wait, wait. Rewind. Pretend like you've never seen them. Take two. <laughs> okay, now this time, give me a little bit more. <laughs> a little more reaction, a little more like enthusiasm. This, this is the moment in the show where the star has had her makeover and she comes out in her beautiful gown and everybody goes, oh. <gasps> That's what I need when you see my boobs for the first time. I mean, I had the reaction to see your boobs for the first time. See? Thank you. They're, they're, they're prettier out of control. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. And otherworldly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they defy logic and gravity, as I have said since I was a teenager, and I will say until I'm dead. <laughs> Um, where, where were we? Sorry, I got distracted. Oh, date outfits. Well, Lauren, oh. Lauren, what do you like to show? Like, what, what are your, some, some of your go-tos? Uh, what, what are some of your things? So, so, uh, I, I don't have a voluptuous bosom as you two ladies do. Mine is more of like legs. Yes, you're beautiful. You, like you have a beautiful body though. And like a beautiful figure. Mm -hmm. oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. So, I mean, yeah. I I usually do like a leg or doing something a little bit more like form fitted, maybe. Just to show you have really nice Some, lines, like you have like the body yeah. more of like a fashion model. Long and lean. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like certain guys like my body type, and some guys like a curvier lady with more. Well, what are the different, like, how would you advise a curvier person versus maybe, like, a skinnier, straighter person on how to dress for a date? I mean, uh, I would say a curvier girl, define a waistline mm -hmm. so you don't look like a, a sack mm -hmm. or a potato because mm -hmm. you won't feel good like that. So if you're wearing something that's a little bit looser, put a belt on. Yeah, I belt, like, or, everything. Yeah, to give yourself, like, I mean, the hourglass shape is the ultimate, I think, sexy female shape. And somebody who's maybe a little bit straighter. I mean, everybody looks good, I think, in skinny jeans or and or high-waisted pants. So no no jinkos on a first date. <laughs> those aren't cute. Damn it! Fuck. <laughs> Even though those are coming. Cancels order online. <laughs> Immediately cancel it. <laughs> so I have to cancel 1993 and everything after. <laughs> what about makeup? I mean, how would you advise people do their makeup? I mean, do your makeup on how it makes you feel good, but don't look like a. I think. Tone, tone it down. Try not to do the heavy stripper makeup, especially for Dave. 
you don't want to like hide your face but you want to accentuate the features i mean i i do enjoy like this contouring trend even though like the kardashians are way overdoing it they're drawing on a brand new face but like highlighting cheekbones highlighting like the inner sparkles of your like teardrop area under your brow little cupid's bow a little shimmer there it just like gives you this nice glow that looks like fresh yeah and i'm appealing lauren also does makeup like a pro and if you ever see her in real life she basically has a parrot on her eye at all times like just these beautiful gradients of rainbow or color or chrome or metallic and even in the morning when we traveled together, no matter how tired or drunk or <laughs> she was, she'd sit in the bed with her Urban Decay palette and a brush and just paint on these phenomenal eyes. And I'd be like struggling with lip balm and yeah. tissues. And uh, uh, Lauren is will not leave the house until she is a beautiful work of art, sculpturally, physically, structurally. Um, facially painted so please look at photos of her if you ever get a chance to see her eye makeup and Laura maybe post some of your makeup skills too because it really is so entrancing and it can it can scare off I think a lot of people a lot of men who who don't understand the self-expression behind it but it's so enrapturing when you watch her or you see her up close thank you it's like being in a museum and and interacting with the art on a totally different level. Yeah. And that's how I knew that we were supposed to be friends. I'm like, this girl, this woman and her teal eyeliner, like if we're not soulmates, I don't I don't want to be here. Well, I think it was very impressive when I secret shopped you when we first, first, first met before we ever <laughs> knew each other. I secret shopped at Nina's store and what? I was like, this girl's a great sales associate. She has it like, she's on point. I need to learn from this girl because that was like the point of my secret shopping. And apparently she was very impressed with my styling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It was fate. We, we fell in love. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I definitely put an art to dressing like I see the art in fashion the art in makeup and that's like very much my thing and I go outside like that's my persona I'm presenting to the world and that's how I want people to see and experience me so that's why I do the things that I do but I don't expect everybody else to go as full out as I do but it works because it really fits you like and I never saw you and thought like, wow, that's too much. Like even before I was friends with you or knew you well, like I, it just it somehow it so works with your sense of style and your face and your body and your energy that it just is totally seems very organic. Like I wouldn't know who you are without that eyeliner, like the eyes that you do. That's like, like part of your face to me in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has yeah. that, right? Like everybody has to find the whether it's like a very subtle style or like, you know, big eyes or maybe it's like very like uh, big lips or something like everyone kind of, yeah. it just needs to be authentic. Use signature, have a signature. Exactly. Find what works for you. Nina usually does like a red lip or pink lip. That's her thing. And Nina can get away with like yeah. really fun clothing, like really colorful, like wacky sometimes. Um, I mean, it, you, you, you can do a lot of different types of looks, but I always felt like you could get away with wearing so many more things than I can. Like I dress pretty basically, like very simply. Um, and when sometimes you put me in things with color at first, I'm like, what are you doing to me? And then I like it. You have to like <laughs> promise me it looks good. I'm like, ah, ah, but is it too crazy? <laughs> Sarah's like, where's the black dress that shows my cleavage? And I'm like, here's here's a floral dress that <laughs> doesn't. I don't want to wear it. But you can still I'm like, see I feel it. Fat. You can still, I can fat, still see the shape through it. <laughs> yeah. Nina made yeah. me get this skirt really? once that was like white and pink. And she told me to wear it on a date. And I put it on. And I was like, no, this makes me look so fat. My hips are so fat. She was like, Sarah, you not. She was like yelling at me. She was like, you do not fucking look fat. Okay, just wear it. Just wear it. <laughs> so I wore it on the date with like some Russian guy. And like he was super into me. We made out over the, on the like tram thing over the water on, in New York. So there you go. So you Always listen to Nina. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nina's. I'm right about very few things, but when I'm right, I'm so right. Yeah. Well, Nina's starting to like take off in her styling career so you can trust her advice. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so excited about I that. I just want people to feel beautiful and and good, but just take it to the next level for them. Just help them do things that they wouldn't do or reach for themselves. Oh. Because I think it's always nice to have an outside eye and opinion that that is there for you and to support you and make you feel as beautiful as possible. Another piece of advice, don't own anything that look that you don't want to step out of the house in, or you wouldn't want Mm. people to see you wearing. Cause if you don't own it, you can't wear it out. And like the yoga pants, I had to have to say leggings are not pants. Please stop everyone. (laughs) I can't, I can't with it anymore. I can't see your crack anymore. I can't see your, your, uh, I mean, not n- no body shaming, but come on. If you saw yourself from the back, you'd be like, why? Why am I doing that to I myself? I have exclusively not- worn leggings all winter here, guys. And they are. Yeah, but you're probably. But you cover your tushy. Yeah, you're wearing a shirt. Like, if you're going to wear leggings, they're not. A- if-, if. Wear a tunic. Yeah. Right. Or a sweater right. over or something. Right. Yeah. Sarah, you cover it. You know better yeah. at this point. You're not. You're not walking around like free labiaing it out <laughs> right no nobody needs to see camel toe especially in no. the daytime i don't need to know what your cervix looks like so yes i agree with lauren in that respect also i want to just correct us really quickly vaginas are on the inside vulvas are what we're talking about when we say touching vaginas but we we mean vulvas, and we Wait, have to when, say vulvas. When are we talking about touching vaginas? It was in the last episode. We were talking about like, like seeing vaginas. <laughs> and you can't see you can't see a vagina in porn. <laughs> it's just a vulva. That's what it is. So did, we have to. Did we get a viewer correction on that? <laughs> or listener uh, yes, correction? We, did. we got a listener correction. Oh and, really? Yeah. That's fair. Uh, those are those are welcome. Look, we we have to be using the correct words if we're taking on a feminist, progressive viewpoint on our lives and other people's. I'm so excited that we have engaged listeners that are like telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing. There are a lot of unsolicited (laughs) opinions in my corner of this world. I've had none. I've only gotten praise from the people around me. Anita's coming with all these criticisms. I'm like walking on air. I'm like, everybody loves the podcast. And then Nina, she's in New York. It's not me. It's like what people are feeding to me as as their response. So I have to filter it out to us because I think we have a responsibility to say and do the right thing yeah. in this in this area I'm, and to be honest vulvas vulva is just not used enough no it's true and you say penis too much and <laughs> you know what you're gonna keep doing that so i just have to go with it <laughs> do we want to talk a little bit about self-care because sure i think we're all going through some stuff well, well that, that leads like from from how to dress yourself how to maintain yes. your body and the self-care I mean, I'm one, I like to shower every night before I go to bed because I don't like going to bed feeling dirty. And other people are morning showers, and that's fine too, but I can't go to sleep with my dirty self and get my sheets all dirty and funky. I'm a night shower, but I'm a night bath. Like, every night. Oh, yeah, baths are lovely. I need a bath. It's If I go home and I don't take one, I feel like I can't fully unwind from my day and from myself so i'll bath and then i'll do the bubbles and the oils and then i'll do a shower just to like clean that all off but bathing to me is that was the one thing i needed when i moved i was like i need a apartment with a bathtub or else it's it's not going to happen i miss having a bathtub so much it's like so good for your like muscles Mm -hmm. and everything too to like soak especially like working retail and standing for eight hour shifts it's like our body needs that like release i love mineral salts i like himalayan salt i like anything that is packaged in a nice fancy jar or bottle that i can pour in my bath that's a that's a big thing for me if you ever want to get me a present if if it's salt in an artisanal looking jar i am so fucking excited (laughs) i'm like you get it you get me i love you forever I have Noted. a new self-care regimen I'm doing, which is every morning when I wake up, I'm doing, like, specific stretches to work on, like, areas of my body that are super muscles, 
groups that are really tight and then doing like a half hour yoga just at home using a YouTube video. I do half the yoga because it's, it's like slower so you don't have to like force your body into like some really athletic yoga. And um, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. I've like almost stopped drinking coffee completely. Uh, Cause I, I know, cause I don't need it because I have like energy from the yoga. My body is like transforming. I mean, transforming the whole shape and alignment of it is changing. Like my mood is better. It's been a life changer. So, um, just half an hour too. It's like, you could, I do it in my pajamas. Sometimes I do it naked. Like I don't need to, I haven't done anything in my day. I just do like, I follow video, any video that catches my attention, half a yoga that's like less than an hour and I feel great. I've been doing a lot of supplements. I started taking magnesium before I go to bed to help relax. It's like this magnesium drink called Calms and it tastes like lemonade crystal light, but it's all natural. And I do I do like a teaspoon of that in water. I drink that and then I'm obsessed with CBD oil. We've we've had like 17 discussions where all I do is just talk about how great CBD oil is. Um it's the part of, of the marijuana plant that doesn't get you high. It's not a high at all. It's actually just really relaxing. And I have major anxiety and stress. And I have uh, really annoying periods. And I am sore because I'm on my feet all day because of retail. So I do a couple shakes and sprays of my CD, CBD oil under my tongue. And uh, I can sleep now. I sleep really well. (laughs) It's just this full body like zen. And after the bath with my magnesium and my CBD oil, I don't need to take Xanax anymore. I haven't taken a Klonopin in forever. And I usually used to rely on those to help me get to bed. And I've been feeling a lot more grounded in that that, um, natural way and not in a chemical way. And so I, I like that. That makes me feel good. And I've been trying to drink a lot more water. I don't exercise for shit and, uh, I need to do something. That's, that's my next project. Well, walking to work is a good step. I do. I, I walk, I walk between two and five miles a day, so I'm not yeah. totally sedentary. <laughs> and you're on your feet at work. I'm on like my feet. Moving I'm tired. Yeah. Um, but every, but Sarah and Lauren make fun of me because I get thirsty (laughs) all the time and I get really, really thirsty during sex. So, uh, Nina's thirsty. I just, I am a, I'm a, I'm a thirst trap. I'm just a walking thirst trap. I'd have thought about that though, because we were teasing you. But then if my blood sugar is low and I'm trying to have sex, like I can't have an orgasm. So I have Mm. to like pause fooling around being like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I have to down some sugar and we have to wait like 15 minutes and then I can jump back in the game. Okay. Well, Sarah, Sarah's a diabetic. Just, just that's why. (laughs) Which is totally fair. That's that's some self-care right there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The yeah. most important self-care is monitoring your yes. insulin levels. Yeah, not having a seizure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And meditation. Meditation mm. has been changing my life. I know that sounds so new agey, and I was never for it, but now I'm, like, living for med- meditation. Yeah, you're meditating I'm in and, it too. and yoga I'm in it. And I want to become psychic. You can do that if you open your third eye, guys. If you want to be like a psychic and it's starting to change, I'm starting to be able to like manifest my reality. Like sometimes I'll just be like, I want this. And then it appears it's weird. I've always had that like psychic premonition shit going on. So anytime I can, I can further tap into that is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, any, any last things we want to end on? Like, are we coming up dating life? Food, sex, um, what's up? No, I got nothing. Oh, well, I'm, out. I'm currently at my man friend's house right now Ooh. recording, so <laughs> can't. Lauren, Lauren can't. has a man friend. Yeah, Lauren has a man friend, but you can't tell the listeners that then, like, it'll change our brand. We're supposed to be, like, three I mean, unsuccessful single <laughs> ladies. Well, I'm still technically <laughs> single. There's, it's still new, so there's no labels of uh, officialness happening. No. So he's going to pin you as soon as you're done recording. I know. I know. You could be going steady soon. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you, Lauren. I think 
having a new someone to be really giddy and excited about and and enjoy their smell and their vibe and their voice. Yes, he took the way that they chew with their mouth closed is like the most romantic thing yes, ever. He and very, very I, much took to heart the boys smelling like basements thick. <laughs> Mitch, Apparently that has that has set off a lot of our male listeners. That has resonated with male listeners. They are terrified now of smelling like basements. Some of them are upset. I got a long rant about how like vagina about vulvas don't always smell good but we were talking about no that, that's so. not that's not what i mean when i say smell i mean like neck smell mouth smell like it's the it's neck, like the neck chest area some men have this like grandpa scent that emanates off of them or this bad breath odor that just comes out of their pores i don't i don't know what that yeah, is it's pheromones. But that's that's yeah, what i'm talking pheromones. about yeah pheromones pheromones it's baby. not pheromones Pheromones. Pheromones. Yes. Oh, you stole it. You stole the fun from under my lips. Damn. All right, guys. I think that's good for today. Oh, we also have an email. We have, you can email shriekingsirens at gmail.com if you want to email us an anonymous question. Or school us um, on something we miss. Or give us a gendered. comment. Yeah. Topic ideas. We always like topic ideas. Um, and we love hearing from our listeners and interacting. And Oh, I have one more thing. I had I had yeah. dinner really so quick. I had dinner with my seventeen year old brother last night, oh, and awesome. He's in town. He's so funny. He he's like my guy. He's the best. And we were talking and we were talking about consent and we were talking about him and dating and um, over burritos. I was like, hey, I know you had a girlfriend. I guess they just broke up. But are you having? Ethan had a yeah. Girl. He had a girlfriend. They're they're not together right now. I think That's he's, okay. they're he's young. a free agent. But I said to him, I was like, "Do you and your friends talk about consent and what it means? And re- do you respect women's bodies? Do you know how to ask for permission or or make women feel comfortable?" And he looked at me like I I was a fucking moron. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Duh, he's like, Duh Nina. Duh, <laughs> Yeah, like, come on, like." I'm the one in in the old school who is just preaching to the choir, and he's like, "Oh, yeah." Are they teaching them better like, now? I I I hope so. I guess so. I want to believe that. I asked him if he talked to our parents about it. He's like, "No." So you know, this kid went to the women's march. He is so progressive. He's so aware. He is very in touch with all the privileges he has, but also what's going on around him and all the different cultures and races and what their sensitivities and struggles are. He's very, very woke. And I'm just so proud of him. And I love that he gave me the, he gave me the look of like, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't hook up with chicks if they don't want to like, no, I'm not going to touch a girl if she doesn't want to. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm a very proud sister right now. And I feel like, that is a good reflection on us and our relationship. And <laughs> thank you, thank you, little brother, for <laughs> having that chat. And that generation, I, I think they do have more awareness. Like the young, the real young, the ones coming up now. Hopefully, it, it gave me great hope. So I wanted to, I wanted Yay. to leave on that note of just wonderful hope that for future. Out. Hope for the future. All right, guys, love you all. Keep it coming. Keep. Keep, keep contacting us. Keep talking to us. Um, we like you an appropriate <laughs> amount, but not too much to yes. say. No labels. Away. No labels. We'll talk to Bye. you next week. Bye.